This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, myself, Peterborough owner Dara McAntony, and Alex Crook discuss the latest news on Kylian Mbappe's future. We pay tribute to the great Trevor Francis, who sadly passed yesterday. Plus, is it morally right to sell players to Russian clubs? And the pitfalls of players having family members act as their agents. Dara shares some incredible stories from his experience in the game. Um, Kylian Mbappe to Saudi Arabia. This is making for an interesting story, is it not, Alex? Now, I know... You had a listen in to some of the information that we've been getting in the last 24 hours from inside PSG. What's your take on it? Well, it's a fascinating uh, dynamic, first and foremost, as you say, with that extra information that we've got. Uh, The story actually broke while we were on air yesterday, so it changed the complexion of the programme. Dara's view was that money buys you love and ultimately everybody has a price doesn't necessarily look like that is the case with, with Kylian Mbappe because the information that you've got Jim the information that I've got is that he's not exactly jumping deep into this move at the moment you know he's, he's keeping his own but counsel the, fi- the figures are incorrect weren't they we got yesterday we were told like what well, 700 million now it's 200 plus image rights and everything else yeah a lot the, of that 700 euros yeah. 700,000 euros a week is made up of image rights it's yeah. still mind boggling money it's ridiculous but he's in no hurry he only wants Real Madrid that's what we keep being told so let's see what but happens let's see if money does talk I hope mm. it doesn't turn into a boring saga and Madrid just get it over and go and sign him because they need a striker so just but they're not going to do it now though it's July the 25th three weeks time yeah, they're going yeah. to leave it Real Madrid if, they, yeah. if indeed they are going to come in and make a cash bid knowing that they can get him for free next summer yeah. they're going to leave it until the end of the window and, and really try yeah. and drive a hard bargain I mean Alex it is obscene I mean it's as simple as that Al Halal <laughs> hi there whoever you are a world record 259 million quid bid I mean, what would it end up being if it happens would it be the worst deal or the best deal in the history of the game well the figure's repulsive 
you know, when you look at what's going on in the world at the moment, particularly in this country, you've got the cost of living crisis. And then, you know, how can the man on the street relate to footballers when you're talking those kind of figures? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, the, it's gone. That's, that's it's the gone. Industry, but that's the industry we're in. You, you oh, should, Zara, you, come on. No, hang this on. Is, you uh, should see the, this is an entertainment industry. I always say it's a billion-dollar industry that will soon be a trillion-dollar industry with streaming and everything that's going on. Now, the Saudi money is a different level, but I heard he was already earning two, two million a week there. Oh, it's 100 million quid a year at 24 years old. Now, you want to talk about money. You see some of the deals baseball players get in America. They get $350 million deals over 10 years, 12 years. Yes. You know, so yeah. that's nothing new, but the Saudi thing's blowing everyone's minds. And I said yesterday, it'd be interesting to see who buys the rights for the Saudi league over here because everyone's going to want to watch it. And they're doing exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah. They're getting you guys, everyone to talk about it. The Mbappe deal probably won't happen, but it's a big conversation. But they're getting the traction anyway. And, and that's Correct. the point. Precisely. And it's a point that I raised when we were talking about mm-hmm. the show. Our, our producer didn't agree with me. But if they know ultimately that Mbappe doesn't really want this move, mm-hmm. they've got nothing to lose by Correct. putting in a £259 million bid because they know probably they're not going to have to pay the money because Mbappe doesn't want to go Correct. there anyway. Yeah. But they're getting the coverage. Their league is being talked about. Are they doing their Qatari mates a favour? and then getting Mbappe in a position where now it's spun back PSG's way. Mm. So mm. let's put a bid in. There's so many PSG's don't look, don't look like the bad guys. This guy now looks like the bad guy. Yeah. All of, there's so much stuff in play. You're absolutely correct. This will roll for the next five weeks. Real Madrid will come in with a 60, 70 million bid. He'll go for 100 million. He'll go to Madrid. And we're all screwed trying to win be, the Champions League again. And that'll be just the, the end, end of the story. <laughs> You're right. But, Dar, you made a good point. We're all talking about it. Alex is right. Everybody's talking about mm-hmm. it. We start the, sh- the show this morning talking about Mbappe. It's going to happen to Saudi Arabia. Saudi football. Every, every bulletin that has a sports uh, section in it is talking about mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. Michael Eminalo, do you remember him, yeah. Alex? I had a big row with him. Did you have a big row? Why does that surprise me? Uh, why does it not surprise me? <laughs> uh, he, he, no, was no. At, he was at Chelsea. Then it was, he, I think it was at Monaco. But I know Michael Eminalo, and he's out there now. He's working for the Saudi Pro League. Uh, he insists that the Pro League out there will continue to be hugely appealing to players worldwide. This is just the start. Listen. Footballers uh, are not completely ignorant of, of what the industry is about. They recognize when something is happening. If a lot of them are making this decision, it's not necessarily because of the economic side of the opportunity. It's also because they recognize that this is going to be uh, something that defines their legacy and they have an opportunity to com- contribute something special. Um, and that's what every footballer is looking for. They're looking for greater competition and an opportunity to do something uh, exceptional and special. Um, and I think the league offers them that. Um, and, and, and this is why right now um, there is a, a really spectacular interest from all around the world, uh, from players to, to, to join our league. So is Michael right? Uh, they can contribute to making something really special? Or is it good for the bank balance? That's the bank balance. It's, it's, you know, the highest bidder. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Nobody had heard of this league before. Do you heard of any of these no. clubs like six months ago? No. Now, they're going to change that. And in the next year, if they keep signing players at the rate they're signing, and they get younger and younger, and they're going... At first, it was all the has-beens and players looking for the final payday. Yeah. Then they get the Wolves boys, 26, in the prime of his career. Now they're going after the biggest player in the world because they missed out in Messi. Um, they keep signing players, and they start doing TV deals and exposing this league everywhere. Yeah, you know, we're suddenly talking about this could be one of the top five, six leagues in the world because all some of the best players could go out there. Money talks, and you know what walks. That's just life. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation, outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. 
is Hill taking the corner for England. Hit a bit lower this time. Played in once more towards Mariner. Watson with a header. Keegan's in there too. Hill's in there too. And in the end, it's Francis. I enjoyed scoring, and I think anyone that say that they don't enjoy scoring a goal uh, are lying. But I always felt that there was more to my game than just scoring. He was superb. Um, he had a natural uh, instinct for goal. He was very skillful, quick. He, um, uh, yeah, he just had terrific skills, really. And um, he was always good positional player. And of course, scored the goal from the John Robertson cross that won was the only goal in the European Cup final, which was his first game in Europe, having been transferred from Birmingham. I'm numb, uh, to be honest. Um, absolutely numb hearing this news. Um, Trevor was my first hero. I've, that's not hyperbole to say that. As a young boy at school, me, like many others at our local schools, we absolutely idolised Trevor. When he came through as this 16-year-old and was banging in goals, he was called Superboy. That was his nickname. They don't come along like Trevor like that. He was a family man. He always was a family man. Loved Ellen, loved his kids, you know, and he, and he was a really, a really, really nice gentleman. Wonderful footballer, no question about that there. Had been a great player, scored what, four goals as a 16-year-old for Birmingham City. Just magical footballer, no question about it. So sad that the tributes continue to pour in. I'm just looking at my phone here. Dara's alongside uh, Alex, myself. Uh, Kevin Grealish, Jack's dad. So sad to hear the passing of TF, as he called him, around Solihull. He lived in the area. He was a lovely chap. Just an absolute gentleman every time I spoke to him. And then further down, Alex, he says, TF, this is Kevin, TF was the first player I ever asked for an autograph. I was a young eight-year-old living in Small Heath in Birmingham. It's very sad news. I've known Trevor Francis for years, Alex. I have to say, many years ago, when I was at Scottish TV, I went out to Genoa when Graham Souness was playing for Sampdoria. And of course, who also was playing for Sampdoria, but Trevor Francis. And uh, the Italians loved Francis. They thought he was godlike. He was a fantastic player. Very, very popular. And very popular with the young players, notably Viali and Mancini. Yeah, he had a, he a heck of a lot of respect in the game. I'm too young to remember him as a player, but obviously I've seen the iconic goal in the European Cup final. One of my first memories of, of Trevor Francis was when he was manager of Sheffield Wednesday and getting them challenging the right, right at the top the end of the table. Yeah. Two cup finals in the yeah. same season. Obviously went on to manage his beloved Birmingham. Couldn't quite... Get them promoted. He replaced Barry media. Fry. Did Barry he? always tells a story that he got told by Sullivan and Brady at the time that you know he'd be getting the sack and they'd be bringing in Trevor Francis after Baz had obviously won the double right, in League One right. and the Cup, whatever yeah, else. Yeah. He tells that story that yes. obviously he was Birmingham's favourite son. You know, yeah. he was coming home and they wanted to bring him in as manager. You know, but sure. far too many I iconic people like Trevor and obviously Chris Bart Williams. You know, are passing away too young. Yeah, forty nine. So, Chris Bart Williams actually horrendous. signed by Trevor Francis yeah. for Sheffield Wednesday from Forest. Yeah. Very sad. Trevor Francis, of course, he became the first British footballer to command a £1 million transfer fee when Brian Clough signed him from uh, Birmingham City in 1979. 44 years on, Alex, from that record breaking £1 million player, we've got Mbappe and a potential £259 million player. I mean, incredible. Just shows you how the game has changed, doesn't it? Is this a trajectory Unreal. that football should be proud of, Darren? Well, I know there's the dig there about money. You know, should we be proud when you see players going for a quarter of a billion pounds? And and I, and I get it, there's a cost of living crisis out there. And you, you talk about these things. Look, this is the industry we're in. 
you don't begrudge an actor getting 200 million share of a billion dollar movie at the box office. That's just the business they're in. That's the industry. Don't blame the player. You can hate the game, but you don't blame the player. They're in it. You know, they have a career. Yeah. I said yesterday, I have no issue with players making as much as they can out of this industry. It's getting a bit much when you're spending 250, 300 million on a transfer fee for a player. I agree. It's, it's, when we hit 100 million, I thought 100, 120 is probably going to be the max. Now we don't know where's it going to stop. Where's the next Saudi? What comes after Saudi? Well, exactly. Is there somewhere out there I don't know that in five years' time it's going to be a billion, two billion? You know, who knows? Also, I don't also know. where does that money go? Who, who are the beneficiaries from this Saudi money? Is it, is it clubs lower down the food chain? No. You know, I, I always moan about, I, I moan about this that 90% of all the transfer fees spent every transfer window leave England. They don't come down to our leagues, they leave the UK. If when I see another player from Portugal for 30 million no one's ever heard of that's a left back or from second division in France or whatever and I keep hearing yeah but overinflated prices in the, the English league you saw the other day the 21s win that tournament look how many of their players played in the EFL so you want to talk about overinflated prices for players in our league in league one league two the championship do me yeah. a favour far too much money is leaving and I said forget the argument about bigger TV share for us or whatever else change the rules about how much money leaves the UK have a rule in place, maybe Great more point. percentage needs to go back down the pyramid. Great point. Because I spend a lot of money on transfer fees and guess where the money goes? Non-league, League 2, that's where it goes. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves... Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Transfer time, of course it is. Not Jordan's favourite time of the year, but uh, the favourite time of the year for many. I know, Dara, you've done many a deal for yeah. your beloved Peterborough United, and you'll continue to do so. One deal made me raise an eyebrow this morning, Alex. And first off, where is it? Davison Sanchez of Tottenham. Is he heading to Spartak Moscow? Well, the latest information that we have at TalkSport is that a 12.9 million pound bid has been accepted by Spurs. That'll be... Uh, a, a upfront payment plus add-ons taking it 
to around that 12.9 million figure. The ball very much in Davinson Sanchez's court. Does he want to move to Spartak Moscow? I'd imagine that would be maybe a difficult move for a lot of players to make at this moment in time. So it will be up to him now. There are other interested parties. I know Real Betis were having a look at him earlier in the summer. He's only got a year left on his contract. I think Tottenham are in a position where they need to cash in. Clearly, he's not part of Postacoglu's plans. He's been quite a poor signing, actually, Sanchez, hasn't he? When, when you look back, he's been there six years. Mm. A lot, of, lot of money they put into that Huge one. Huge amount of money. Well, that, I mean, we've got to go in this direction, and I make no Here apology for it. <laughs> With the ongoing war in Ukraine, yep. should Premier League clubs be dealing with clubs in Russia? Is it illegal? No, it's not illegal. Okay, so the answer is... Is it co- right? It's not about being right or wrong. Yes, it, it is. is. No, don't start virtue signaling, Jim. And we had this conversation don't before. We, don't start virtue signaling. I understand it's horrendous what's going on out there in Ukraine well, there and what are, Russia then. have done. However, however, like I said to you before when I walked in here, if a Russian who had nothing to do with the war in Russia came and bought Talk Sport, would you resign tomorrow? No, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't. So, and all of this, don't shake people's hands because they were born in Russia. It's the biggest load of nonsense. You honestly want these young sports people from Russia to come out. And disavow Vladimir Putin, who probably in a few years' time they could end up poisoned somewhere. It's not going to happen. So I don't buy into that. Now, regards Tottenham selling him to Spartak Moscow, you have a right to a player when they want to go on a transfer list or you're going to sell them. And you will tell the player, I have a figure. If a club reaches that figure, we will accept a bid and you can talk to the club. Tottenham can't turn around and say to him, we've had a bid. It's matched the figure we all agreed. And sorry, we're going back on our word. There is no rule that says Tottenham cannot sell a player no, to Spartak Moscow. I, I understand Now, if that, that changes, I 100% agree with it. Just like the European ban on Russian clubs, no problem. But right now, as it stands, if somebody wants to buy a player from Russia or sell a player to Russia, they are legally allowed. Morals don't pay the bills for lots of these football clubs. Oh, come on now. Uh, and is it, what kind of look is it? What kind of look is what? This. What does it look like dealing with Russian clubs who and, who, and Russia engaged in an illegal war with Ukraine. I understand your opinion on it. I'm not disagreeing with your opinion based on the war. I'm talking from a sports point of view that nobody's breaking any laws here. Those Russian clubs aren't breaking any laws and the player, Davidson uh, Sanchez, he's not breaking any law if he goes there. Now, I understand it's a moral dilemma for him and if I were him, I wouldn't go there. And if I were Tottenham, right now I'd be on the phone trying to find another club to pay pretty much near that figure and sway him that way. Because I wouldn't want any of this action. We live in a society now where you're just going to get fired down for coming out and do it. If Peter Brasola player at Spartak Moscow, I'd be cancelled five times over again next week. However, of course I'd do it. Because at the end of the day... Hang on a sec, Jim. I have over 300 employees at a football club that I operate. I have players as well that I have to also uh, do the right thing by. And if it's life-changing for them, I can't turn a bid down from anyone. If I was told it's illegal to do so, of course I wouldn't do any kind of business whatsoever. So I understand your point, and I understand some people are going to get angry with me for my point, but I can't turn down a transfer bid from any any club in the world that legally is allowed by one of my players. I, I totally see where you're coming from, Jim. Um, and a lot of people will say this is a bad look for Tottenham. Why do they need to do business uh, with a Russian club? But ultimately, if Spartak Moscow at this moment in time are the only club willing to meet their valuation, then this comes down to a football decision, not a moral decision. And actually, if, if they were to turn it down, if Daniel Levy was to come out and say, I'm not going to sell players to Russian clubs, that gives him a short-term PR victory. Mm. But long-term... Is that a sustainable approach? This is still a business decision at the end of the day. Where I do feel sympathy, actually, is not for Tottenham, certainly not for Tottenham, but it's for Ukrainian clubs. And you look at the Manuel Solomon situation. Horrible what's happened to that. Shakhtar have lost a player who two years ago probably would have commanded a fee of at least 
40 million pounds yeah. and he's gone to free transfer that, that's brilliant Alex so, so the, the right point so they'll be looking at this now and saying well how can Spartak Moscow continue to trade as a going concern and we've lost one of our prize assets on a free transfer this is not Tottenham's problem it's the powers to this be this is UEFA's problem it's the powers to be they've banned Russian clubs from competing in European competition therefore there probably should be a ban on buying and selling players from Russia yeah. because there isn't I don't see that Tottenham are doing much wrong So when wrong you here. do a business deal, Dan, our morals never come into it. <laughs> That's a good dig, by the way. Um, I'm asking you. At the, it's a, well, I'm not selling illegal arms to somebody, and I'm certainly not a drug dealer. When you talk about a business deal, what kind of business deal are you talking about? Well, look at look at look at the money. Look at the money that's coming in. Then I understand look the purpose. Do look, you know? Look, where, I, do we know where the money is coming from for Damascus? Jim, you, so, some would argue that you've worked for various companies over the years where people who've owned them have got unscrupulous profiles out there and have taken money from China. And if you look at what's gone on out there with the Uyghurs out in China and the way the human rights violations that go on there, this is where I get into the old virtue signal with people writing about Qatar and writing about Ukraine and Russia. A lot of the same journalists and people work for magazines, publications, who take millions in advertising from areas of the world of Asia where human rights violations are diabolical. Just as bad as Saudi, not worse... And we're going on about this same topic. So you can't pick and choose when it suits you to cash your check. You don't even know sometimes where your check's coming from. And if you really dig into it, every company you've ever worked for have probably done something that's immoral by taking money from some companies and advertisers. But so, you still cash the check. So at the end of the day, if, it, if, if, if it's legal, Sanchez if it's goes, legal, and it's legal, it's and, legal. And, and the point you made is a good yep. one, it is legal. Yep. And the, this business can be done. The powers to be... We shouldn't question it. Alex has made a brilliant point. Ukraine clubs have been decimated financially with yeah. what's been allowed with their yeah. players being taken and the transfer fees. Yeah. It's up to UA for the powers to be to come in and stop. Why would they ban Russian clubs from Europe but allow transfer activity between Russian clubs and the rest of the world? So... Get you know would you, get off the fence. Would you back a ban then? If I, would. I would. I would one hundred percent back a ban because that's the right thing to do. Like the ban for the European competitions, ban any transfer activity. Because again, you don't know the flow of money. You don't know if some of these Russian people where they got their money from, living in in Russia, who own those clubs, and if they're laundering money out. Considering what's been going on with some of say the oligarchs over the last two years, so you don't know the the stream of money and where it's going to go. So I just ban that as well as banning them from Europe. So you must think it's issue. wrong then. Of course I know if it's you're wrong. Say, if, if you're saying I, you'd back a I'm ban not, I'm not disagreeing with saying it's wrong. I, right. I, I understand what you're saying about the war in Ukraine. I understand about the atrocities that are going on. What I'm saying to you is it's legally allowed by the rules and definition that we can say... If I have a player with a release clause in this contract and a Russian club comes in and hits the release clause, I can't do anything about it anyway because it's legally allowed. Yeah, If Harry Kane had a release clause for $140 million and someone came in and offered him that from a Russian club and paid him a billion dollars... Tottenham can't do anything about it anyway. It's legally allowed. So my argument with it is, is it's within the law. Nobody's breaking the law selling that player. And, and there's one final point. This is when we don't know where Davinson Sanchez's head is at. But if he does want to go to Spartak Moscow, to go there. <laughs> but if he does want to go there and Tottenham rejected a bid on a moral basis, Correct. he could accuse them of a restraint of trade. And going back on what they maybe said to him, they might have said to him, if we get anywhere in the 13, 14 million range, we will allow you leave. No one ever thought of Spartak Moscow are going to come in and make a bid. I wouldn't have thought of that when no, I had I agree. the with a player. I agree. So it's a really, really deal. Yeah. I, people out there be going to say, outrageous, you're saying that. You do deals with... But like I just said to you, we're all guilty of cashing checks from companies 
and corporations that have done things in various countries that are, whilst legal, not morally correct. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Alex, you speak to them, I speak to them. We have to speak to them. Do we believe them? I'm talking about agents. I'm talking about football <laughs> agents. Of course we do. Dara, you no doubt have had to deal knee deep in them over the years when you're trying to get a player or trying to sell a player. But now we know that FIFA are taking a hard line um, and things have changed because football agents have failed in the court of arbitration for sport to overturn the new FIFA rules that cap their fees from transfers and force them to sit an exam to get a license you'll have heard Dara, that Love the it. agents who've been or potential agents sitting in an exam to qualify them to operate they have been failing on a spectacular basis well I, I've um, I've obviously know good agents and bad agents there's a bit of a mixture there and um, uh, I know an agent who had his missus sit the exam because obviously you know she was a bit more <laughs> no. ac- academic than him yeah no absolutely look if he, and, if you get and, away and, with that. and I guess you're going to say Jim on that horse here is that morally that's not right but at the end of the day <laughs> the, guy, the guy has his bills to pay so he, she passed in flying colours but she was in a room where I think right. 90% of the people didn't pass it so he's an agent operating now? Yeah. He, because he would, his missus passed the exam? He would use her licence, I guess you would say. It's legal. Again, it's legal, Jim. It's not legal. It's not immoral. It's legal. Now, it, it, I like what they're doing. I like the way it's going America way. My daughter, who's 17, wants to go to college and do a sports law degree, which leads to being an agent in America. And I said, that's fine as long as you're an agent in America. Because agents in America are actually really well respected. There's a set way they get paid. They earn very good money. And they're very well liked within sports. Agents outside of America, particularly over here, get tarnished, obviously, with a bit of a reputation. Yes, I would bash a few. Simon bashes a few. They're not all bad. You've got some great ones. I was speaking to a great one the other day, Grealish's agent, David Manassi. A great, oh, yeah, yeah, great yeah, guy, David. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, David, and yeah. I, I like that. I like Stella. I like David a lot. There's probably five or six agents I deal with who I am happy when I see a young player of mine sign with them because I know they're not going to hit me for money early on. And dealing with Stella early on with Britta Sambalonga, when that Rolls-Royce pulled into the car park, I was panicking, and the young agent got out of the car, who was the owner of Stella, his son, he's now Bale's agent, came to my office, I said, oi, you need to leave and take that Rolls-Royce with you, because I can't afford your player. He goes, nope, not here about wages. We'll take whatever you give. We want you to give this kid the chance to win the golden boot, score the goals, and we'll get paid on the next move. A year later, after he moved to Forest, same young agent as Rolls-Royce rang me, and told me thank you very much and told me about the six-figure fee he got as an agent's fee and how the player had done well and he was delighted with our relationship. But that's the kind of agent I like because it wasn't short-termism. He knew eventually everyone gets paid if you do it the right way. Understood, understood. FIFA, Alex, we know, has banned multiple representation. All fees in the meantime have got to be paid through a FIFA clearance house and earnings on transfer fees are capped now at 10%. This all sounds good, doesn't it? Because it's no longer the Wild West. It sounds good until you realise that FIFA are legislating it. So there's, there's always going to be the some, some doubts about that. But yeah, no, listen, I think it is good. I agree uh, with what Dara's saying there. I, I speak to a lot of agents. I think we are culpable, particularly Simon sitting in this chair, of, of tarring all agents with the same brush. Not all agents just care about money. Uh, some do genuinely put their players' welfare first, as, as they do. I think Dara was, some of them do, some was of them just don't. saying there. Yeah. But I think tighter regulation is is important. What I want to ask Dara about, and I know this is a, a real worry from the agents that I speak to, is the increasing trend of players being represented by family members. Mm. We know that Mason Mount's dad was Nightmare. heavily involved in the deal taking him to Manchester United. I think Declan Rice's mm. family were involved in his move to Arsenal. 
it seems to be becoming a trend. Marcus Rashford's latest contract was sort, sorted out by his brother. I, sh- I shouldn't say what I'm about to say. Go on. But I know for a fact over the years that some agents weigh in parents. And when I say weigh in, this I'm not talking about pros who are 21, 22 going for big money. I'm talking about some 16 and 17-year-olds who are hot to trot in an academy. And an agent might want that player. And, they, and they're in a race with other agents. They go around and see the parents and they'll weigh the parents in with an envelope. And that's how the player ends up signing with an agent. I know that's gone on mm. in the game. Now, but would you rather deal with an agent I, I or wanted, with a family I, member? All agents I deal with for our kids who are under the age of 18, we have a, a rule at our club, we don't pay agents. On any of those first pro deals, we do not pay agents. Ronnie Edwards, one of our biggest assets, his parents and his agent have been brilliant. He's had three contracts off me. The first two contracts when he was 16 and 18, never had to pay an agent. Never had to pay the boys silly money. Never wanted the money. Knew that he would earn the money. His third contract, he earns a good wage for a League One footballer. His next contract, when we sell him, he'd be a multimillionaire. Money has never been an issue. Wow. The parents, the agent, everyone's been in step. And that's worked really well. So that's important and, to you, Dad. It's, it's really important when it comes to academy players. A couple of years ago, I lost an academy player whose agent base is a famous TV star who was abusing me an email and someone who used to be to do with a football club. And he took a player who played nine times, 20 times for us at 17, scored a few goals. He took him with a year left, ran his contract down. I had to sell him. We got 500 grand for him as he had nine months left. He wasn't in our first team. He played in the EFL trophy. I said, stay with us. You'll play for us in the champ. Don't rush it. I think he was on 1,200 quid a week. He ended up signing for a Prem club. Their 21s, probably on two and a half grand a week. They then bomb him out on loan to League Two and other others. We then got contacted this summer, two years later. Would you be interested in having him back? No, thank you. Now, I wish and I hope the player comes back from that. Yeah. But sometimes... Don't rush the process. Trust the process, like Ronnie Edwards has done. Do it the right way, and you will get there in the yeah, end. Yeah. At 17, 18, you don't need to be in a rush to be a multimillionaire. And I wish all agents understood that. The big ones, a lot of them do. Some of the scangers and the other ones are in it for a quick book. Don't. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've been a club owner for 16 years, so you've dealt with many oh, an yeah. agent. I hung one out my window once. <laughs> oh, yeah, by his feet. <laughs> Barry saved his life. <laughs> Serious? I can't confirm or deny because I could get in trouble for that. But yeah, I've had plenty of battles with them over the years. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what's about I'm saving it for the next moment. book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and that is a crazy moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. What's the worst demand you ever you had put on you by an agent? Um, worst demands, a couple of them usually for a 16 year olds that there had to be a release clause that the players, parents, then the agent would get 30 percent of any transfer fee that he would get a loyalty bonus one month after signing a new contract with us. Loyalty bonus, usually you get them at the end of the year. Um, Things like that. I had other uh, agents convince a 16-year-old's parents to go to court and report us for not looking after their player so they could get him released from his contract because they thought they were going to get him to move. So lots of lies were told, lots of things were told, and we lost the player. They ruled because of the whole mental health and all that kind of stuff going on. Players never played professional football since. He would have come through our first team. That was agent who manipulated. I don't blame the parents. They get manipulated. I'm a different parent. Nobody's going to manipulate me if one of my kids was a sports superstar. They're not, by the way. But nobody would manipulate me. If my daughter's going to be an agent in America, she'd be a bloody good one, but she's going to learn all the tricks of the trade. But lots of parents who work two jobs and are busy get manipulated because all they want is what's best for their child. Mm. And then they see things up in stars and lights and money. And, of course, it's tough to say no, as we've yeah. argued today. So I don't blame the parents. I, I was saying at the top of this, Alex, you and I speak to agents all the time. I speak to one the other day be, be, before I had a break from this. And he said, it's worse than ever. Mm. 
some of the demands now are worse Horrendous. than ever. And he said the nature of the demands, Dara... From the parents, make, primarily, with would, young players. People in the game mm. would make your jaw drop. Yeah, and, and there are some parents... Like, most parents, I, I don't blame at all. They only want what's best for the child. And then you get other parents who are busybodies. And, you, and I hate when families represent the player. There's nothing worse. Like, the worst part is an uncle, an auntie, a parent or whatever. You know, we've lost the game. And you know what I'm like at games, Jim? And I'm stood in my stadium and I had a player, a 19-year-old's mother, and this is years ago, come up to me and moan because her kid wasn't in the squad just after we lost the game. Oh dear. The kid had hardly played. I just looked at her. Yeah. And I, you know, you talk about looks could kill. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, you just don't do it. I, I would never that do that as a parent. No, no. You, you just, I wouldn't do it as a parent. No. You know? My daughter played volleyball. I watched her coaches. I watched everything. And of course, you want to say something. But I made it a rule and told my wife I would never interfere unless it became abusive from a coach. I would never interfere. That's their job. She does her job. That's it. If she wants to moan about it, she can moan to me. But I wouldn't take. I'm not one of those parents who would take it any further because I understand how it works. And there are examples as well of, of where agents have actually had a detrimental effect in terms of their players trying mm-hmm. to move. I remember one recent January transfer window, uh, an agent of a high-profile Premier League player who had a lot of interest in that particular window arrived at a training ground uninvited, demanding a meeting with the owner of that football club mm-hmm. to try and get this deal done. He was escorted from the premises and oh, yeah. the player never moved. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.